Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have... We also have... <laughs> yeah, not really, there's nobody that you're all sitting there like, oh, he's forgotten to put their microphones on. <laughs> he's a professional. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, it's just me today. It's just me. It's strange, right? It's strange that silent. Uh, uh, Matt, right? Let me explain first of all. So I got up this morning and I came to set everything up for the show as I do, start early, and the monitor for my PC is broken. It's broken, man. So and that that it pissed me off a bit, but you know, what can you do? These things happen. But, uh, so this is an 8K monitor. It's a really nice monitor. You know, get to do loads of nice work on it. And everything's set up according to uh, how the screen sizes are and everything on this monitor. So it's Sunday, so I can't get any part to fix it. Even if I didn't know how to fix it, I couldn't get the part. So, yeah, the, uh, the 8K screen is down. So I've had to move over to a HD TV. You know, first of all problems. You know what I'm saying? It's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, had to move down to a HD TV, but a normal TV, it's not a monitor. So all the sizes are different. I can't see everything I usually see. So that that's a bit crap in the first place. And then uh, Monkey is having a break. We have Marge, who is at a birthday party. Her daughter is turning 26, so she's at a birthday party. Bubble Hockey is still AWOL with no word from anybody or to anybody. We don't know where he is or what's going on. And then there's me, who is here as usual. Because, you know, I didn't want to cancel the show. I thought we can cover some news anyway. Yeah, so here we are to cover some news anyway. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different as usual uh, from uh, from our usual show. Because obviously, we, I don't think we've ever done a show like this where it's just me. You know? Yeah, see, Mad Dog's already on his way. He says, see you all later. No, no panel this week. No, no professional intro. He says he's only joking, but many a truth said in jest, Mad Dog. I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's going to be different, for sure. It's going to be different. But uh, we're going to be covering some news anyway. We're obviously going to be talking about what's been going on in Germany because there's been some uh, recent updates there. So that's going to be uh, very cool to see. I think I've got four or five news stories to cover this week from, from different places around the world as well, covering uh, different things. So I've tried to get a nice mix of things anyway. I hope that's uh, all good. For the grow guys, we're going to be, well, we say we. Well, well, I say we, it's going to be me and you, you know, the listener. So it's going to be a little bit more of an intimate session than usual. But when we get to the grow guides, we'll be talking about um, the, the different grow guides that we've done. Because this is episode 100. 100, everybody. So th that's a, a big milestone. It's, we've come a long way to get to episode 100. That's a couple of years of episodes, you know. 52 weeks in a year. So, yeah, just over two years of running this current season. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long one, man. It's been a long one. We've I was thinking we could uh, cover different news stories that we've covered. But, but, you know, the panel isn't here, so it would just be me chatting shit. But uh, one of the news stories that stood out to me, do you remember, everybody? <laughs> yeah, everybody drop in chat which news stories from the last 100 episodes have stood out the most to you. All right? Because I have one. 
straight away. But I'll give you a minute to, to drop some things in chat first and see who comes up with the same one that I have come up with. All right. That's what we're going to do. So uh, we're going to do what we're smoking. Now I have got the, uh, for, I keep forgetting if it's forgetten, forgotten strawberries. Billy's got it in one. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, the yeah, I can't remember if it's forgotten strawberries or forbidden strawberries, but it's from Mephisto. I just forget what the uh, the name is. There's Firefly landing in. What's up, Firefly? Uh, that dude got executed for knowing a drug dealer. Oh, yeah, damn, remember that one, Adam? Damn, that was savage. Uh, I can't remember two weeks ago. I need to get a little clip for a sample of that. Uh, I'm with Billy on the news story. You know what I'm saying, Sparky? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, everybody. Do you remember that episode? I don't even know what number cannabis news it was, but do you remember that guy who chopped off his dick in a cannabis-induced psychosis? Remember with the scissors? Remember? Remember? <laughs> we don't get news like that anymore, you know? <laughs> But that was one of the wildest news stories we've covered, man. That was crazy. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. And then Adam brought up that guy in Singapore who uh, had somebody's phone number, was able to get cannabis, and he was executed. That was a savage one. And we've covered so many news stories over the last couple of years, man. And I don't know. Does it even feel as if the, the cannabis world has changed very much? You know what I mean? It, I mean, for some people in the USA, if you're in one of those states that has become legal, then, uh, you know, it's, it's good good for you. You know, the things have changed. But for so many people in the world and shit, it's still as it was like two years ago when we first started this. There's, there's only even been a few states to legalize as well. Damn. That's sad to think of. Give us a shout out there in the chat, everybody. If, um, if you have legalized it or your state or country has legalized cannabis since we've been doing this podcast over the last 100 episodes. Damn. I, I wish there was more of us who could say yes. But anyway, what else have we got to talk about? It's uh, As I say, it's a bit unusual for it to just be me. So we're going to be a little bit more relaxed today, I think. But the stress, man, it's been one of those weeks, you know? It's been one of those weeks. And then I thought that, I thought, damn, it's been one of them weeks. And it's like, hold on for a second. It's been one of those months. And because we're only in February, I can easily say it's been one of those fucking years, you know? You know what I'm saying? Are we all cracking yet? Told you 2024 was going to be awesome. Arnie Scarpa, there he is. What's up, bro? He says, thanks for your efforts, Mackie. No problem, man. Thanks for being here, everybody. You know, they only put the effort in because the people here. I don't want to let you guys down. That's the thing. And it's so easy to just be like, all right, yeah, cancel the stream. We'll just do one next week. But, but then there'll be no episodes for everybody this week. And I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to let you guys down. You put in so much time to be here every week. No, but yes, I think we're ready for the news. Are we ready for the news? Oh man, I was gonna do. I was thinking, how am I gonna open this show as well? <laughs> oh, you see, and I did. I didn't even think about which one I was gonna pick, but I did that one with the blankness to make you think that was people there. But I was gonna go. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week we have, and I would have gone. Hello, everybody. I am Irony from California. <laughs> And you would have all been like, oh, my God, Arnie has joined us. You wouldn't have really. But, you know, I would have thought that would have been funny for a few seconds. And I thought about who who else could you do? And it's like, really, nobody. I can't do impressions of anybody else. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to go on to the news, everybody. Roll up. Light up if you ain't smoking already. 
do the Queen. Here, here we go. Here's my impression of the Queen, Phil. There you go, Phil. See, see that? Is <laughs> that too dark? Can you make jokes like that? Anyway, student news. Sappy. So here we are for this week's cannabis news and events. We got uh, we got some interesting things to cover. And, and again, I will mention how I'm on a different screen. So changing in between the different news stories is going to be a little bit more difficult than usual. But as I say, we can work through it. We can get through it. Just wonder, we should jump straight into this good news, shouldn't we? The good news from Germany. German government set to legalize cannabis on April the 1st. Now, here in the UK, and I think it's also in the USA, right? We have that whole April Fool's thing. They just think they're playing the long game on a joke, and they're actually not going to do it. They're just going to get there and be like, ha, ha, collectively, we got you. Motherfuckers, that would be funny. Oh, I can't even read this article. How lame is that? No way. You see, I picked you, Canberra Times, because you were from Australia, and I could be like, we covered news from Australia. But no, no, that that's a bit screwed now. Look at that. I'm going to have to find another news story. How professional is that, everybody? God damn. I feel embarrassed now. Uh, yeah, let's search for Germany to legalize. That's what we'll do. And we'll read one of these stories that doesn't expect me to pay. Uh, just one of them days, mate. You twisted. You wouldn't believe it's one of them days for sure, man. It's uh, it's one of those weeks, you know. <laughs> oh no, Phil says I'm going to be laughing throughout this whole show. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> but yeah, um, where are we? We'll go into another news article there. Hopefully, um, the grass grow can get the chat, uh, can drop in the chat the specific article he's talking about. That would be cool. That would help us out. But we got uh, more stories to cover it here as well. I say as well, we didn't cover that one yet because, you know, <laughs> broken. It's all difficult. It's, it's all off today. It's all off. I feel like I'm in a different universe or something. But anyway, let's uh, do this one. Six months after legislation, cannabis is still not widely available in Minnesota. Crazy, right? Yeah, I would have thought that as soon as places went legal, they would have places look like Froida. But I suppose that whole interstate commerce is a problem, isn't it? It's not as if they can go and buy it from another state because that would make it um, federally illegal. Would they have to buy it from Canada or Australia? Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We got uh, cannabis is legal in Minnesota, but that doesn't mean it is widely available in all of its forms, at least not yet. While products derived from Delta 8 THC and CBD have been on the market in the state since 2022, recreational cannabis in its pure form has only been legal for the past six months. Minnesota's Office of Cannabis Management. <laughs> well, wow. You know, imagine having that job. How'd you, how'd you get that job? God damn. Uh, is taking steps to making sure recreational dispensaries will be ready to open in 2025. But that's still a while away. And, and then it says here, you know, uh, cannabis in its pure form has only been legal for the past six months. I assume that's going to mean like the heavy concentrates, like um, the BHO, Shatter, things like that. We get our good shit from Canada, Mackie, says uh, improper weed Viking. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, And then they probably sell your stuff to everybody else as well. You know, it just seems to go around in circles around the world. Craziness, man. 
uh, we have here a lot of progress has been made to both stand up to the office and really get underway with rulemaking, says Charlene Briner, interim director of the office on Tuesday. The officers contracted with Carasoft, a technology, technology company, to develop the state's online application and licensing system for those looking to open dispensaries and other cannabis-based businesses. Now, usually when you see things like this happen, it's just that they're trying to... One of their friends would open a small business and uh, you know, they'll be like, yeah, we'll give you the grant. We'll give you the government money to set up this business for this licensing thing. Just more levels of bureaucracy to take the piss on it. You know, uh, th that's what usually happens anyway. Is this even necessary to set this shit up? You have to apply for a license, probably have to pay for it as well. Uh, we have here, we, we've also engaged in a contract with cannabis public policy consulting. Brian added, uh, again, the same kind of thing, I would think. But, you know, setting up a little company on the side, sending a little bit of government money towards it. Uh, they are a national consultative firm that has worked with states and tribal nations and cities to set up cannabis regulatory operations. Before Bryna stepped in as interim director, the cannabis office faced a major setback in September when Governor Tim Walz's uh, initial choice to head the office resigned one day after being appointed. <laughs> no way. What, <laughs> what happened there, man? He, he wasn't expecting to win or something? Did you hear that? I'll read that again. Uh, uh, a major setback in September when Governor uh, Tim Walz's initial choice to head the office resigned one day after being appointed. So they voted him in. Being like, yeah, Governor Tim Waltz, you, you get the job. And then after a day, he's like, you know what? <laughs> nah. <laughs> they showed him the alien files, you know, the UFO files. You have to know about the secret military base, Governor. Check this out. He's like, no, no. <laughs> that probably didn't happen. All right. It's just, uh, just me assuming. Okay. There's no alien base in Minnesota, everybody. All right. That, that should keep them off my trail. Uh, anyway, yeah, so he resigned after a day. Erin hmm. Dupree, a former cannabis business operator, stepped down after her past business practices came under scrutiny. God damn. Despite that hitch, Waltz said he is still confident that cannabis dispensaries will be able to be licensed in early 2025. Uh, the goal here is to get the illicit stuff off the streets to make sure that adults make good decisions, Okay. Uh, Waltz told the NPR News Morning Edition last month. And to make sure, as you've seen, we're regulating what people are taking. That's really important. Oh, God damn. It's, uh, it's just government speak, isn't it? It's government speak. Uh, until dispensaries are more widely up and running, one of the only legal options for obtaining cannabis in its pure form is to grow it yourself. Some businesses, like Legacy Glassworks in Minneapolis, sell seeds in accordance with state law. The retailer also sells custom artist-made cannabis paraphernalia like bongs and pipes. Owner Josh Wilkins-Simmon, uh, double-barrel surname now, uh, who also runs the cannabis-themed convention Legacy Cup, is moving into the dispensary business with Legacy Cannabis. Okay, so, well, and I assume when they say Legacy Cannabis, this is uh, stuff that hasn't been grown with all these uh, restrictions and licensing and all that. It's just a normal guy just growing some weed and then taking it into dispensary. And this is the way it should be, you know. I mean, it should be tested, of course, to make sure that it's safe. But goddamn, man, all these restrictions and 
and different statutes and acts they keep putting on this shit just makes things more difficult, isn't it? Anyway, the first thing we're doing is getting you... Uh, sorry. The first thing we're doing is getting, you know, the specific dispensary locations in place, said Wilkins Simmon. Currently, his old glasswork shop in Duluth has been rebranded as a legacy cannabis shop. A Woodbury location is forthcoming. Right now, he said he's focusing on following guidelines on where cities say you can and can't operate a dispensary. So many feet from schools and, you know, playgrounds, etc. Wilkins Simon is confident. So let me scroll. Uh, Wilkins Simon is confident in the cannabis office and lawmakers ability to get everything suited situated by early 2025 for recreational dispensaries to be able to sell cannabis directly. So this article goes on for a while longer. It's over on nprnews.org if you want to go and read the rest of it. But, you know, it pretty much sums it all up there. Uh, they're planning to have the dispensaries open very soon if you are in uh, Minnesota. And they're also uh, sorting out the, uh, uh, making it easier for you to get hold of these heavy concentrates too. The, uh, the oils and things like that. Which is cool. I suppose it just takes time. You know, to fill out all the red tape and all that shit. So anybody in Minnesota out there, anybody from the state, Minnesota, it uh, seems like there's progress being made and there might be an opportunity to open up some coffee shops in your area. So take a look into uh, into this. If that's something you want to get onto. That would be very cool, man. Yeah, six months. Uh, I, I don't know. With the way the government, I know it's a long time. Six months is a long time, especially if you need it. But the way the government works, that's reasonably fast, <laughs> you know, because they are slow. They like to drag things out, man. But drag certain things out, you know. Some things get passed in just a couple of days and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, carry on. Uh, but we won't go into that. Gosh, we won't go into that. Maybe we will a little bit later. But that's when we got all the cannabis news out of the way. Uh, you know, improper Viking there making, <laughs> making, uh, making inappropriate jokes. Yeah, in 2025 as well, I mean, it's still a year away pretty much. I mean, it's 11 months, but it's got to be into the deeper months of 2025 as well. It's not going to be the early days, is it? What really do you need to do that's going to take a year? Really? It, it, it makes no sense, does it? I mean, I know these things take time, but surely you can push it through faster and get it solved quicker. But why does it take a whole year? Is it one of those that they said they're going to take a year, but really it's going to take three months and they'll get it done in like four or five months lazily and then be like, look, we got it done in half the time we expected. Aren't we good? Maybe that's what it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, they did briefly mention home grow in there as well. Did you catch that? Uh, the only way to get the good shit is to grow your own. But I don't think they mentioned anything about home grow here either. I don't know what home grow is like over in Minnesota. Interesting, though. Good luck, man. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this and see what happens as uh, time moves forward. It's going to be interesting to see how this progresses. How easy is it to get hold of some shatter in Minnesota? Let us know in the chat, everybody. So we have another one here. Um, this kind of relates to a story that we covered last week. And now I'm just checking the article to make sure we can actually read it instead of that one which we couldn't read about a along. You know what? God damn. You know what I mean? Anyway, the heights of professionalism. So last week we covered a story where a the poor lady 
she suffered cannabis psychosis from smoking too much cannabis. And uh, she went crazy and stabbed her new boyfriend 108 times and got two years probation in community service for 100 hours. And uh, <laughs> apparently she got away with it. Uh, well, I won't say got away with it. No, she has been punished to the full extent of the law with 100 hours community service and two years probation. But um, apparently she said that she didn't know it was so strong because she didn't read the label where it said warning high THC and it was over 30% or something. And that could have, and that could have induced her cannabis psychosis. And, you know, maybe that is true. Cannabis reacts differently with different people, doesn't it? I mean, I've smoked before and got really, really fucking like really stoned, but I don't think I'd be ever do that. But that, how can we tell how it reacts with different people? You know, maybe this is one of those cases, but still, but still, if even if this is the case, or and I'm, you know, bringing back, back the old story, even if it is the case that she did suffer cannabis induced psychosis from smoking high powered THC, do you really think she should be on the street? Just like let go? And why if it happens again? It's crazy. But that was last week's article. This kind of relates to last week's article. And the, the headline here we have uh what is cannabis induced psychosis? Psychiatrist shares what to know. Okay, you know, let's uh let's have a but butchers. After a California woman avoided prison time last week for fatally stabbing her boyfriend during what prosecutors called an episode of cannabis-induced psychosis, questions have been raised about the connection between cannabis and mental illness. Psychosis refers to a collection of symptoms that affect the mind where there has been some loss of contact with reality, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. During, during an episode of psychosis, a person's thoughts and perceptions are disrupted and they may have difficulty recognizing what is real and what is not, the organization's website notes. Psychosis can result from a variety of causes, including psychiatric illness like schizophrenia, genetic risk, exposure to stressors or trauma, and as health professionals are seeing more, drug use, including marijuana. Nationwide, studies since 2019 have shown an increase in emergency room visits across the country as a result of cannabis. Dr. David Schreiber, psychiatrist and CEO and co-founder of Compass Health Center, told CBS News. What we learned from those studies is a 50% increase in adverse events as a result of cannabis use, he said. Uh, and, and just to add here, I think, um, I don't know if that's fair because as you know it, people are going to get stoned and, and have a, a greeny slash whitey whatever you know when you smoke too much you go, you fucking go sleep maybe you throw up a little bit you know but you go sleep you feel better the next day now when it was illegal people would be far less inclined to be phoning up the uh the ambulance being like hey and edibles i think we're dead time is moving really slowly you know but when it's legal if you've eaten too much, then, then you, you can go to the fucking emergency room. And I think that maybe the 50% increase, maybe there's been a small increase because it's legalized, but 50% is a bit much. I think this is like the, just a little bit over what there used to be. It's just more people are happy to go to the emergency room and report it now. You know what I mean? No, that's what I think. That's uh, my opinion. 
Uh, on a local level, on a local level, Schreiber said his center, which treats complex psychiatric disorders, has also seen an increase in similar areas. What we've seen over the last few years, what we've seen over the last few years, is a significant spike in utilization of our co-occurring mental health and substance disorder programs. He said. So, uh, and there's a little subtitle here saying, "Why are there increases in these cannabis-related events?" Schreiber pointed to multiple contributing factors. So yeah, there's a few different things. It's never one thing, you know. There's a there's always a bunch of different things that make things happen. It's rarely just one cause. Uh, this didn't happen overnight, he said, citing increases in accessibility to cannabis and cannabis products as one key factor. In 2019, we had 11 states that legalize recreational use of cannabis. Today, they are 24 states, and that number should go up to 29 by the end of this year. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, a lot of states. Uh, potency has also contributed significantly. Okay, yeah, and that's another good point. You know, we're getting these 30% weeds out there now. <laughs> 20 years ago, you know, you were looking at 15 to 18%. You were like, oh, God damn, that, that's pretty strong. It just seems crazy, 30%. That, that's huge, man. But, uh, sorry, Fire Top says, even in a crazy act of madness, what the fuck is she seeing in order to lash out a hundred times? You, yeah, you know. No, I say Fire Top. Crazy, man. But what do we know? Eh? Uh, studies have shown increased potency concentration also correlates with increased in adverse events, he said. But correlation does not always equal causation. Don't forget that. Uh, and no matter how far it may feel in the past, the COVID pandemics also plays a role, Schreiber said. Yeah, uh, and this goes on for a little bit longer. You know, it's uh, we all want to move on from COVID. I don't know why he's talking about COVID so much now. Smoke, everybody, because I'm saying the C word a few times there. Uh, but we have all have recognized there is an aftermath across this country where we are seeing spikes in psychiatric conditions, depression, anxiety, OCD, trauma, substance use, he said. When people aren't getting the care that they need from their psychiatric disorders, for their psychiatric disorders, sorry, uh, they tend to self-medicate. And one of the drugs that people tend to use to self-medicate is cannabis. Yeah, he's got a point there, you know. Who should be aware? While this can affect anyone, young people whose brains are still developing are particularly vulnerable. But Schreiber said there is a lot that we can do, including keeping under three E's in mind. Sorry, keeping the three E's in mind. Now, I didn't uh, know what these three E's are. So here we go. Random fact of the week coming up, everybody. Uh, the, random, the, the three E's are educate. He encourages both children and their parents to get information from trustworthy organizations. It's, exactly. Education is the key, man. And that's, that's the best thing to do here is just properly educate people on how to use cannabis safely. Uh, engage. Once you get that information, it's important to engage in conversation, he said. Engage in conversation with your children, with your loved ones. Give them the information they need to help them make healthier decisions. Uh, I think there's a, a little bit of a loaded term there, healthier decisions. What do you mean by that? And then enroll. Get the care you need when you need it, he said. As parents, we know our children best. And when we see them deviating from the normal behavior or loved ones acting differently, or acting in a bizarre way, it is important for us to get them the care that they need. Of course, yeah. So if you, if anybody does notice any kind of symptoms or is concerned about any of their friends or family, then of course you need to get help. You know, this shouldn't be taken lightly. Uh, 
serious psych psychotic conditions like that, this uh, can be dangerous to both the person suffering with the problem and the people around them as well. So, you know, it's always best if you are concerned to seek help. And it says here at the bottom, if your loved one is experiencing a problem with substance use, help is available via the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration Helpline. Um, and this is on cbsnews.com. So you can find that there if you need the link. And of course, you can just do a Google search. If you're not in the USA, if you're in a different country, then there's always services available if you know anybody suffering with these issues, man. It's crazy, right? What do you think? I mean, what what does everybody out there think? What do the listeners think? Do you think the strong cannabis is causing any any of these psychological conditions? Do you think it's not at all and it's just an exaggerated case? What do you think is going on here? What's your opinion on this? It's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because we all like to think about cannabis as this uh, not healthy. We can't say it's healthy. It's a medicine. But I suppose it, it depends on the way you consume it. You know, it's a... Is it as good? I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we, we love it and we see the good things it does for all of these people that use it as medicine, you know, for the kids with epilepsy and it does so many good things. But there is in some people, because everybody's body chemistry is different, it, it can have uh, detrimental effects on some people, man. We need to bear that in mind, I think, you know. It just doesn't work with some people's chemistry. That's the way it is. But it hasn't killed anybody yet, but damn, you don't want it giving you psychosis either you know <laughs> it's interesting man it's an interesting discussion i'd love to get like two people on the show to debate that fact you know is cannabis causing psychosis man that would be a great topic if we could get two guests on to talk about that yeah we can try it and see what you see if we can figure it out sometime but yes interesting story there from cbs news and i thought it was uh applicable because this seems to be a little bit more in the news now because of that woman from California. You know, uh, this whole cannabis-induced psychosis. Scary, scary. We are just all lucky to have a good relationship with cannabis. Yeah. It, we all seem to enjoy it. Well, I would assume that you enjoy cannabis if you're here watching this show about cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps Dr. Huberman for a guest. Uh, I don't know who that is, but yeah. If you think that would work, then we can do it, man. Yeah, uh, Firetype says, well, man, that, that's a fucking good point there from Firetype. Says, I reckon she was on other meds and just spun her out. And that's it, man. There's so many other medications that people can be taking, you know, that, that can also, when you read the side effects of some of them, SRIs, is that, is that what they're called? The uh, antidepressants and stuff. You read the uh, side effects of those and it can be, you know, depression, uh, sleeplessness, loss of appetite. We also see shit on there like uh, suicidal thoughts. And you've got to think, right? If, if something is going to give you suicidal thoughts, it's going to give you homicidal thoughts as well. You know, oh, I've said that that word about YouTube don't like us saying that S word. You know, goddamn. But anyway, and it's just, uh, I just got thrown off now by, by worried about YouTube flags there. You can't say that S word, everybody. You can't say it. But yeah, it's going to give you homicidal thoughts as well. And if you're going to have those kind of thoughts, if you're going to have those thoughts hurting yourself, you're going to be thinking about hurting other people as well. And maybe that was the case here. You know, is it just cannabis this woman was on? Was she on any other medications? That would be interesting to know. That would, yeah, good point. Good point there, fire top. Yeah, yeah. Hashimoto says a urine infection 
can send you to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, uh, sorry, we had a few good points brought up in chat there. Let me just check on those. Um, didn't see that link. Didn't see the link, but uh, yeah, urine infection. Uh, thanks, Norma G. Oh, that's from Mad Dog. Yeah, uh, was it spice? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, because it, it might not have just been cannabis, eh? It's a good point. Maybe there was something else in there. Maybe it was cannabis and spice. Maybe that's what made the difference. Interesting. Good point as well. Just let us know what you think, everybody, in the chat or in the comments, you know, or come over to Percy's, go to the Discord and have a discussion about this. What do you think about this? How do you think this cannabis psychosis is affecting people? Is it even a real thing? You know? Uh, somebody did say something about I wanted to read out there. Norma G. Yeah, I don't think weed causes psychosis. If you've got psychosis, smoking weed is not a good idea. Yeah, that's definitely part of it there, Norma G. As well, you know, it's like it, it using cannabis, especially in large amounts. You know, in in high potencies, when you're not used to it as well. If you have a, if you're susceptible to any kind of those conditions, then it may trigger it. You know, and we're not doctors here. We don't know. This is just assumptions from what we would come up with from what we know about cannabis so far that's all but yeah if uh, if it runs in the family and things like that then just be a little bit more cautious i would say you know but you should do that anyway with everything regardless of family history and things just err on the side of caution always do that with anything new interesting what do you all think in the chat yeah i don't know i, I uh i think it's just going to depend on the person pretty much uh, did her lawyer just use it in an excuse to defense? Yeah, it's possible that that's most likely as well. But may, well, maybe, look, legitimately, maybe the, that is actually the case. Maybe she just did have, because she was hitting the bong and shit. She'd been with this guy for like three weeks, right? Uh, it, was a, it was a new relationship. So maybe she wanted to, uh, I don't know, my finger quotation marks, act cool. You know what I mean? She wanted to be a little bit more involved with a new boyfriend and she and try and impress him. So she was hitting these bongs of cannabis. And if she's not a cannabis smoker and she's hitting bongs of 30% THC, that could seriously fuck her up, man. You know? I don't know. I'm just saying that, that is that, that is on the table as well. That is one of the options. It, 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 it's the option that she's faking it as well. But yeah, and, and alcohol is way worse. Yeah, but um, and fully legal. Of course it is. You know, this, this kind of thing happens way more often with alcohol. But we need to address it if it does happen with cannabis too. And, you know, we don't want to increase the statistics, you know, and we have to figure out why these things happen. That's the way I see it. There. Yeah, so interesting story, man. It's an interesting topic as well, and it's an important one too, you know. So if you want to have more discussion like that, you know, go, go to the Discord server or over at Percy's. Talk about this a little bit more in depth, but always keep the discussions polite and respectful, everybody. It's always a good way to go. Uh, I saw this random one from the UK here, from the BBC here in the UK, everybody. You know, world quality, top quality world news here from BBC. As always, um, <laughs> Rattles Den, I think this is the place in the UK, Rattles Den YouTuber calls for easier access to medical cannabis. Um, right, so this lady, she's from the UK, Katie Hughes is her name, launched a campaign to get the NHS to prescribe medical cannabis for more conditions. And this is just something that we hear so much here in the UK, you know, it's uh, people are, are very unhappy with the medical cannabis system, 
here in the UK. It just doesn't work. You know, more people need to get access to medicine. And there's still people out there having to buy their medicine from the legacy market and put um, and put money into uh, organized crime, essentially. Or, or they can go and buy it from the, uh, the pharmacies and get the proper license and essentially put money into organized crime. But because yeah, it's exactly the fucking same. Just one's allowed and one isn't. Yeah, fuck. But let's not get on that tangent just yet. But goddamn. Now, I'll, I'll read this article here. A woman who self-medicated with black market cannabis to help with insomnia is campaigning for it to be accessed more easily on the NHS. Um, I'll, I'll carry on. Katie Hughes, 35, who lives in Rattlesden, Suffolk, uh, said she had struggled to get quality sleep for years. The YouTuber obtains medicinal cannabis via a private clinic. So she's going to be one of these, um, you know, one of the many people here in the UK. I think the last time we checked, it was on about 21,000 patients, but he's no doubt gone up more than that now. So they pay the fee to the pharmaceutical company and they get um, a prescription for some cannabis. And it's about 10 grams for about 50 pounds for cannabis. But you can get the oils and stuff as well. It's all at different prices. And it's something we're not used to here in the UK because we don't pay that much for our medicines. You know, we have the NHS and we've had the moms on the show many times in the past as well who have the kids who have epilepsy. And they've been trying to get it on the NHS. And I don't mean to be disrespectful or sound as if I don't empathize with this woman in any way, but they're not going to look at a 35 year old woman. And again, I, I just mean, I'm just presenting the facts here. I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, but if they're ignoring children with epilepsy, with life threatening conditions, they are definitely going to ignore a 35 year old lady who wants to smoke some cannabis because it helps her sleep. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, can she have more clout because she's a YouTuber? I don't know. It, and it's a shame. I wish you, you, you know, this would bring more notice to it, but it just doesn't work, does it? They, you can shout in their faces and they'll still fucking ignore you because the money means more to them. They don't care about what we want or what we need. Anyway, uh, the NHS said it offered cannabis-based drugs when it offered... Did it? Yeah, but it was like one patient. There's one patient, isn't there, in the whole UK who had, well, no, is it three? Three of the kids? Two kids and an adult. I'm not sure on the statistics. I think that's right. Two kids get cannabis oil and one adult gets cannabis oil. Just three people, and then everybody else has to pay. And some people pay stupid money. Anyway, we're back to this. It says the NHS it offered can said it offered cannabis based drugs when safe and clinically effective to do so. Miss Hughes said she was diagnosed with anxiety. Oh gosh, what's this? Hydradenitis superativa, a painful long term skin condition and carpal tunnel syndrome. She also suspected she had attention deficit disorder. So it's not just insomnia that was insinuated in the first place. But again, it still stands the same thing. It's like if, if she can sit there and uh, if they can ignore the kids, then they'll, uh, they'll probably ignore this lady as well. You know, uh, She said she had problems since her late teens and took tablets for her insomnia, but they had a zero effect. Uh, this led her to start self-medicating with street weed, in quotation marks, as she said it helped her relax. The YouTuber said she would smoke one gram of the plant every day, which would cost her around £300 a month and worked multiple jobs to afford this. Yeah, it's shocking. You need to grow your own. We can help you. 
Uh, when cannabis-based products for medicinal use were legal, made legal in the UK in 2018, Miss Hughes hoped she would be able to receive a prescription on the NHS. However, this was not the case. According to the NHS, medical cannabis is only likely to be prescribed for the following three conditions. Children and adults with rare severe forms of epilepsy, and that's only a maybe. Uh, adults with vomiting or nausea caused by chemotherapy. And I wonder if there is any of those. That's interesting. I wonder how easy that is given out to people who are going through chemotherapy. I wonder if they like they'll give them the chemo and be like, "Have you you t take some of this cannabis if you can," uh, or whether they try and hide it and you have to fight for it like everybody else does. And sorry, this continues. Or people with muscle stiffness and spasms caused by multiple cirrhosis. She has since been able to obtain plant-based medication through a private clinic. And as I say, you have to pay the fifty pound for the. Uh, for the consultation, then you have to pay fifty pound for the cannabis. Uh, it's just, it's a bit of a farce, uh, but it is a little bit cheaper because you're getting ten grams for fifty pound compared to what you would on the street, which that, at minimum it's fifty pound for seven grams, and you know that's a uh, less. And the quality isn't as good, but sometimes the quality can be better. It depends on the cannabis you can get because sometimes the street cannabis in the UK can be good shit. You know, it's not all terrible. You know, but some of it can be really bad. So it's somewhere in the middle. You know, it's like if you can do it, then go ahead and do it. I wouldn't say it was a massive problem. It's just shit that you have to go through, jump through these hoops and you can still be prosecuted for it. You know, the police can still come and take it off you, even though you got a prescription. It's a, it's a proper farce out there. I'll continue here with this article. Uh, however, she is now campaigning for an easier access to medical cannabis prescriptions on the NHS in England. She said... I would like to see it available on the NHS for absolutely anybody at a lower cost and therefore its availability is available consistently, she said. According to the figures released by the NHS Business Service Authorities in January 2023 and seen by PA Media, a total of 89,239 private prescriptions for unlicensed cannabis-based medicines were issued between November 2018 and July 2022. In England, and that's just in England as well. It's uh, it's ninety thousand pretty much, but that's over a number of years as well. And of course, they keep it very quiet. Nobody knows that it's legal, and they have to be really in the circle or to know about cannabis to uh to know that it's legal for medical use. And then you have to know how to go about getting it. And there's still concerns of people of the stigma because it's not fully legalized. So it could be a lot more than that if they actually allowed it to be. The NHS said it already offers several cannabis-based treatments that have been approved by the MHRA, Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, and recommended by NICE, the National Institute for Healthcare and Excellence, uh, as safe and clinically effective. Safe and effective, everybody. There you go. Uh, many doctors and professional bodies might rightly remain concerned about the limited evidence available concerning the safety and efficacy of unlicensed products a spokesman added oh. <laughs> it's really funny how they you know they pick and take <laughs> what safe and effective really means but anyway um the department of health and social care said specialist doctors are allowed to prescribe cannabis-based products where clinically appropriate and in the best interest of the patient 
We are working closely with regulatory research and NHS partners to establish clinical trials to test the safety and efficacy of more cannabis-based products for medicinal use to inform future NHS funding decisions. Right, yeah, so there we go. I mean, uh, that's the that's the brunt of the article, really. That's the, and you can go over to the bbc.co.uk if you want to check it out for yourself. But yeah, this lady is getting involved in the fight to try and get more people access to legal cannabis and not just legal cannabis, you know, for cheaper as well. People can't afford these prices, man. No, it's like the whole world, at least the Western world, the English speaking world, we're all going through this uh, cost of living crisis right now. And every, everybody's feeling the pinch apart from Rishi and his mates, you know, you know all those, the one percenters, they don't feel the pinch so much. But everybody down here where we are, we're all feeling the pinch, man. And people can't afford this shit. People can't afford £50 for a consultation and then £50 a week at least for cannabis. That's £200 a month, you know. It's, it's too much money, man. Too much. People can't afford it. Yeah, Sparky says in the chat there. So if it's safe, why isn't it legal? Hmm. Hmm. It's a, it's, it's a good question, that is. We would have to ask our MPs, everybody. It's absolutely disgusting the way people get treated and the way they just mug us off like that as well. You know, it's like, yeah, it's safe and effective. Go and buy it from my doctor friend over here. Oh, no, you can't grow it. That's that's not the safe stuff. Only the safe stuff comes from us. You fucking have it, obviously. And, you know, they say this, you, you know, you buy medical cannabis. It's not medical cannabis, it's just cannabis. It's just, it's not different from any other form of cannabis. But you, you would grow yourself. It's it's not like it's different strains or, you know, it, you, you can grow it in exactly the same way as you want it to. It's, it's just cannabis. They just put this word medical before it because they can make a little bit of profit off it if you do that. But it's the same shit, man. It's the same shit you grow in, in your own spare room, you know? So there we go. That's a that's a, another interesting one, I thought. I thought I'd bring that up there. The struggle still continues here in the UK. And people are still trying to get access to the medicine they need to live a normal, comfortable life. The struggle continues. And then we have one here from ITV.com. I don't know if we've bought one from ITV before. This is just another a channel in the UK here, another uh, news article channel. It's got loads of crap TV shows and stuff, you know. Uh, Billy said there, they don't like people who self-heal. No, no. If you've seen the, the the long list of things that cannabis can at least help with, you know, at least relieve the symptoms of. There's a huge long list of all this stuff. And if you can make that yourself, you can grow that in the back garden over summertime. It'll take billions from the pharmaceutical companies. Billions. And they don't want that to happen. So instead of losing billions a year, via having uh, legalized cannabis, they can just spend 10 or 20 million bribing a few politicians. Sorry, uh, giving money to the campaigns of the politicians that support their views. Nicely put there. Look at that. That was fucking nicely put. You know, it's that's a huge return on investment. A huge return on investment, man, like 50 times and shit. Yeah. It's just, that's the system. That's how the system works, isn't it? Yeah. No money in it, Billy, says Backblast. Indeed. Uh, they want robots and illness keeps the money coming in. Uh, yeah, that was from Firetop. And remember that saying, everybody, you know, a, a patient cured is a customer lost. 
So we have this uh, news article here from the UK. We've got CBD suppliers brand UK law ridiculous and confusing. So we have more news out of the UK. It's a little bit different than usual. Usually I look for those ones with the hypocrisy, but the hypocrisy is there anyway. You know, an estimated 6.5 million people in the UK are using CBD products. Now, in the UK, we have about 60 million in the population. So are they saying that 10%, an estimated 10% of the UK population are using CBD products? That's a, that's a lot of people, right? That's, that's a large percentage of a population, I think, in a place where it's not fully legalized. Uh, I think that's a, a large number. Anyway, it says an estimated 6.5 million people in the UK are using CBD products, and yet those selling it say the industry is and its consumers are being left in limbo by the current law. Uh, CBD, or cannabidiol, is a chemical found in cannabis, but crucially, it does not contain THC, the psychoactive substance in cannabis, which gets you high. The industry has boomed in recent years and is now worth around three hundred million pounds, according to Prohibition Partners. But in the UK, law has been branded ridiculous for leaving one CBD product in a legal grey area. CBD flower can be smoked, vaped, or made into tea. It has the same benefits as any other CBD products. It resembles the cannabis flower, but again, it has little to no THC in it. And just so everybody knows, it's like 0.3% THC and below would be a CBD product. Anything higher than that wouldn't be allowed. And that's considered hemp at that point. I think so. And that's only THC. The um the CBD doesn't count. I think that could be any amount. I'm not entirely sure, though. Uh, so the CBD products had little to no THC. And, and what they're saying here is you can't buy CBD flour. How, how nice would that be? Because a lot of us, many of us home growers, we would uh, consume our cannabis because we enjoy the the smell and the texture and the taste of the smoke. You know, that that's what's pleasurable to us. And though THC is good, it's nice to get high. It's still nice to have these CBD joints and you just enjoy the flavor and the process of smoking a nice joint. You know, if you could go and buy just, uh, you know, a gram of CBD from the supermarket. That would be fucking sweet, man. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't be fully happy with that. I still want the THC stuff. But still, then it's available to people. But you can't get flour. But I'll carry on with this article. Uh, under the Misuse of Drugs Act, however, all forms of cannabis flour, regardless of their THC content, are classified as a controlled substance and therefore illegal. That's something George, the CEO of a CBD company in the UK, said is ridiculous. And I agree with that C. EO of the CBD company. <laughs> I could have the flour in its full flour form. I can go like this crumbles flour. The flour is now crumbled up legal and I'm and I'm not being dramatic. That's how sort of ridiculously confusing the situation is. All right. And that was all in quotation marks from this guy. So he, he essentially says you can't buy flour unless it's grounded up. And that's what he's saying. Uh, the point, he said, is that the UK law is too focused on the material itself rather than the science. Uh, this came to a head last year when the Crown Prosecution Service tried to convict a CBD company that was found importing low THC flour. Though the THC content of the flour was below 0.2%, 
within the legal threshold, the flower itself sits in this so-called legal grey area, according to suppliers. The case went to the Court of Appeal, which ruled in favour of the CBD company. Judges said they did not consider flour with ATHC content below 0.2%, a narcotic drug, in quotation marks, as sole rule that a company could not have broken the law under the Misuse of Drugs Act. Indeed, ITV News has seen evidence of several CBD companies selling flour within the UK. Uh, many suppliers are calling on the government to update the law around CBD products so that the legality is based on psychoactive substances rather than the material itself. So what the EU law states is that any flower with less than 0.2% THC is a CBD flower and therefore legal, George said. Any flower with north of 0.2% THC is cannabis flower and therefore illegal. How ridiculous is that, everybody? How fucking stupid is that? Just zero point something of a percent. And as we've mentioned already in this show so far, anything that goes through the government takes ages. It's like uh, if they were there today and says, okay, yeah, we'll change the, we'll change the law, no problem. It's going to take at least a year to get there. Ridiculous. And then you, you're going to have to wait another how many years until they allow THC to be added to that list. It's ridiculous. We just need the whole thing done in one. We need to stop them fucking around and start passing some real laws. Anyway, uh, there's no gray area. It's not confusing because you're looking at it scientifically and you're saying at what is the substance psychoactive at that point, it's illegal. Uh, when we put this to the Home Office, the government did suggest moving clarity. Uh, more clarity is needed. And spokesman said CBD is an isolate substance, is not control, is not a controlled drug. We will be provided greater clarity for the responsible suppliers by introducing defined limits on the controlled drug content of consumable CBD products. Uh, but on whether that would include a change in the law around the flower itself, a spokesman said, the flowers of the cannabis plant are controlled under the UK legislation, irrespective of THC content. The UK government has no plans to change this legislation. So pretty much fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're telling us there. So, yeah, even the, well, I say even, but, you know, of course, these CBD brands are getting frustrated with the stupidness as well. You know, it's not just us guys. It's not just the population, but these people who are trying to start businesses and being held back are getting frustrated. And, you know, I can feel their pain. I can feel it. It's, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous, man. We just, as the states and Canada and other countries around the world legalize and start progressing with their cannabis industries, the UK gets left behind. And at the same time, there's thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people here that could be working in the cannabis industry, but are just being held back. It's like, no, sorry, you can't. We said you can't. Tough. Like, give me a good reason because we said so. And that's it. In the meantime, the rest of the world is just going to keep progressing. And when it does come to the point where they can no longer hold the dam back, when, when the dam breaks and legalization is inevitable here in the UK, it's going to be late, too late for anybody who wants to get involved in the industry because it's already going to be dominated by all of these big companies around the world. You know what I mean? And that's that shit. It shouldn't be like that. The and they're here trying to scrape up tax off as many people as possible because they need to send more money to these countries around the world and get ready for a maybe a potential conflict 
and they're coming after everybody for tax when there's so much tax that could potentially be made if they legalized cannabis. You know, it's it's a farce, man. And it, it, it's frustrating to read these articles every week and see that there's no change. You know, I made Percy's Grow Room in 2018, November 2018, when cannabis was legalized in the UK for medical use. And I thought, well, wow, there's actually going to be change here. And here we are more than five years later. And it may be even a worse position than we were, what we were in back then. It's ridiculous. We have no sign in the near future of any sign of a legislation for the UK at all. That's just the way it is. So, you know, you just got, you just got to keep doing your thing, isn't it? You, you can't let it bother you. You know, you got to have the uh, sativa for the things you can change and indica for the things you can't. It's just one of those indica things, man. There's not really much you can do about it, you know, unless we're all ready to get up on the streets 100,000 strong and have a real protest for this, then it's not really going to change. And there's more important things for people to be fighting about right now. What can you do? Yeah, reinventing a plant that's been available to mankind for centuries, but a shiny-ass pencil pusher knows better. Of course they know better. Of course. They are our government. They are there for our own good and our protection. You know what I'm saying? You know how it is, Dav. You know how it is, bro. <laughs> uh, right, so there was that. Uh, I want to take a quick look at that Germany one again. I haven't been able to find another one about Germany because... Uh, you know, my screen sizes are all off and usually I'll get the tools where I can change it to any time. I've just got it because I've changed the size of that. Right. So we have German government there. Let's try this one so, because the other the one at the start tried to make us pay the cheeky bastards. They did. Anyway, yeah, lots of pop ups here, but I think we got it. I think I got. Yeah, I think I got one. So here, here we go. We're going to read the, uh, the headline here. This is the last one. I'll quickly cover this. Uh, German government sets to legalize cannabis on April 1st. And as I said, it's probably an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, Germany plans to legalize cannabis as of April after lengthy wrangling between government parties over the final details of health protections. And you can't say, you know, it's a, it's a good thing, man, as long as they're doing this sensibly and rationally. You know, they're just trying to figure out the final day details of the health protection. So he's just trying to prevent vulnerable people from being able to get access to cannabis. And that's fair. You know, this is what we need from our government. We need them to do things like this to keep the people who are vulnerable safe. So the German government doing a good thing here. But let's see how it ends up. Let's see what the final uh, matter is on this, you know. The law can thus come into force on April 1st. Deputy parliamentary group leaders Dagmar Schmidt of the Social Democrats, Maria Klein Schmink of the Green Party and Konstantin Kuhl of the pro-business Free Democrats said on Thursday evening after a last round of talks. That's cool, man. And it seems like a, a coalition government there as well, different parties having different says. It's very, it's very cool, man. Uh, let me scroll down so I can read some more here. The regulations are a real mile milestone for a modern drug policy that strengthens prevention and improves the protection of health, children and young people, they said. That's very cool. I like this. In future, adults will be able to grow cannabis at home and possess small quantities. As of July 1st, clubs will be allowed for joint cultivation. How cool is that? Go on, Germany. 
The law aims to push back on the black market and reduce drug-related crime, curb dealing of, of cut or toxic substances, and to bring down the number of users, the health minister has said. Formally, the law is set to be passed by the Bundestag in the week starting February 19th. It would then be passed to the Bundestag on the 22nd of March, where it is not expected to meet any hurdles. As of April 1st, the cannabis ban in place for more than 40 years is almost certain to be lifted. That needs like sound effects, cheers, clapping hands, fucking celebrate. That's some shit, everybody. Go on, Germany. Go on. Uh, the legislation was agreed in November, but there were lengthy discussions with the coalition over protections for young people. With one MP voiced fears that people will literally be smoking weed on every corner. You know, they will be injecting themselves with cannabis in every gutter. Uh, the law remains unchanged since, however, except that its effectiveness is to be reviewed in several stages. Which is cool. Yeah, I mean, that's all we have here from this article, but it's... Uh, that that's uh it's hard for me to find any flaws with that right now i'm sure if you looked into it deeper then you could find problems with it and think about things where that could be done better but that is a good step in the right direction from germany i think and i think the rest of the european countries should be taking note and i'm sure they will be once they see how much tax starts coming in from this and it's only a few months away now which is pretty soon very good very good to see some actual progress going on over this side of the pond. Cool. We're going to get some German wheat soon. It's going to be different, you know? <laughs> but yeah, very, very cool, man. Very cool. It's, it's good to see some progress because there isn't much going on here in the UK. Yeah, very, very nice, man. And what we're saying in there in the chat. Yeah, the Sparky said, finally, the voice of reason, you know, it's actually, uh, it's actually some good news. It will be a domino effect once they see how much tax they make says norma g absolutely absolutely as soon as they see the money coming in and they're going to start to afford to pay for the roads and the schools again because most of the countries in europe and the uk are suffering from not having enough money for these these public things you know schools and leisure centers roads hospitals and this is just it's a good way to not only bring in good tax revenue but to open up a new industry that'll bring in hundreds of thousands of jobs potentially. It, it just it makes sense. All over the UK over the last 20 years, we've just seen we have these pubs, public houses, you know, people go there, drink beer, sit down, relax. They're all closing because people stay at home because one, they can't afford to drink out anymore because it's it's too expensive. And and two, it's just uh I don't know, I think that's the only reason. <laughs> you know, it's just easy to stay at home man, and cheaper. But if you can bring cannabis back into it then those pubs that were closing are going to be reopening again maybe it's a different thing it won't be a pub anymore but it'll be still open and it'll be a business that is a taxable thing in the uk you know it's win-win all around man and as soon as the government open up their eyes to this then uh things will change and we will get there eventually everybody i, th I think we are still taking steps in the right direction some places much slower than others but the steps are being taken to get there man yeah it's not so bad i think we had some good news here today that's all the news stories i have i don't think there's any forum news to cover um oh there was a member of the month announcement but i forgot who it was i think i remember who it was but i don't want to announce it wrong you know what i mean <laughs> so we'll get that announced in the thread tomorrow 
Um, the interviews this week, we have the Potter Brothers at Law, both of them coming in on Thursday. So make sure you come and uh, check us out on Thursday at the usual showtime if you're a patron. Um, what else? The El Elaine Ingham interview that was cut short as well because of internet problems. That went out on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I think it might have been Friday night. So if you're a patron and you wanted to see the rest of that, that's also available for you now as well. So go and check that out. Well, I think that's everything for today. Let's uh, should we go to the outro? Let's, let's do it. Let's go to the outro. And there we go, everybody. That's this week's cannabis news and events. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit different than usual with it just being me. I don't think for the whole 100 episodes, I've had to do it solo at any point. So that's a good record by itself. I hope you enjoyed it going solo this time. And I hope everybody is back for the news next week. So we'll see you then. I hope to see you all on Thursday for the Patreon session with the Pop Brothers at Law. So if you are a patron, make sure you join us on Thursday at the usual showtime. You'll find the links over on Patreon or in the Patreon section on Discord or the Patreon section on PersysGrowRoom.com. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope to catch you on the next one. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.